still no Sashi. I really started to worry. Did you call the police? I called my husband. He was on his way home from a business trip. I was pretty unnerved at this point, so he told me to calm down and that he'd handle it. So he called the police? No. Sashi had been gone less than 12 hours at this point. This wasn't a four-year-old who had suddenly vanished. Jack could have told her that 17 is still a child, that most police departments had protocols that kicked in at four hours or less, and that the archives of the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children were filled with tragic examples of parents who had thought they needed to wait eight hours, 12 hours, 24 hours. But like all those other parents, she probably felt guilty enough. So what did you do? I couldn't just sit still till my husband got home. I took a photo with me and started going door-to-door in the neighborhood around the school, asking people if they'd seen Sashi. No leads. Around eight o'clock, I met Gavin at the house. We searched one more time for any clues as to where she could have gone. We walked the whole neighborhood again, asking if anyone had seen her. We got back around ten o'clock. I went upstairs and checked her room one more time. I found her cell. Sashi never left the house without her cell. That's when the panic set in. It was more than twelve hours at this point. I called the police and made an official missing person report. We enlisted friends to drive around looking. That lasted all night, no sign of Sashi. By morning, MDPD had thrown everything they had at it, patrol cars, rescue dogs, helicopters, you name it. We had dozens of volunteers combing the neighborhood. The whole community stepped up. We looked everywhere. I seem to recall seeing this on the news. Yes. By six o'clock Saturday morning, the local media was all over the story. For the next 24 hours, it was all about finding Sashi. 24 god-awful hours. Then the headline changed. What happened? About 3 a.m. Sunday, the police pulled over Dylan Reeves for driving drunk. They searched his car and found a pair of panties in the back seat. Sashi's DNA was on them. So was Dylan Reeves. So he did sexually assault your daughter? Yes. And for that, he should be in prison. But he didn't kill her, so he doesn't deserve to die. How do you know Sashi's alive? She hesitated as if anticipating Jack's reaction. Sashi calls me. What do you mean she calls you? This isn't a flaky telepathy kind of thing. Every year on Sashi's birthday, I get a phone call. Three times this has happened since she disappeared. It's always from a number I don't recognize. I answer and no one talks, but I can tell someone is on the line. Sashi, I say, is this you? Talk to me, sweetie. Can you say something, anything, please, baby girl, talk to me? Jack felt chills. And the caller says nothing. Deborah shook her head.
not a word. This goes on for about two minutes. Then the call ends. When was the last call? Deborah looked away, her eyes welling. Two months ago, July 21st, Sashi turned 20. Jack wanted to offer a tissue, but a paper towel from the kitchen counter was the best he could do. Have you told the police about this? he asked. Of course, she said. Did they check the incoming number? Yes, it's one of those disposable cell phones that are impossible to trace. Burn phones, said Jack. Prepaid minutes, no service contract, a law enforcement nightmare. Drug dealers love them. Do you think it's drug dealers who have my daughter? I wasn't implying that.